G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01-005. Well, COVID's reminded us that it still is playing a major part in our day-to-day lives. I'll give you an update on everything that we know so far and what may be around the corner on a day where we've been reeling and going from one announcement to the next. I've got the latest. Uh, good evening. Welcome to Time On. Your say on the news of the day. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Bob and Andy, another cracking addition. And Marcus Bontempelli, there are still texts coming through in regards to their chat with him. Uh, the most recent one came through uh, even after the boys had finished. Bontempelli, as impressive as any human being. Uh, it's very hard to argue with that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your say on the news of the day. So before we go through and just update you on where we're at, uh, and from mainly from a sporting point of view, and we understand that there are 15 positive cases all linked to the Northern Cluster. It's a crucial next 24 hours as officials look to uh, continue to work through uh, all the facets of the contact tracing. Uh, there is a new announcement that's just come in as we were welcoming you to the program tonight. So a positive case attended Sunday's SNV North Melbourne match at Marvel Stadium. So those sitting on level one between aisles five and 28 or level three in between aisles six and 29 must get tested and stay isolated until they receive a negative result. So if you were at Marvel Stadium Sunday afternoon, North Melbourne, Essendon, level one between aisles five and 28 or level three in between aisles six and 29, please isolate immediately organised to go and get tested straight away and stay isolated until you've received that negative result. So that's just coming through. Word word started to filter out this afternoon that there was the potential that someone who has now tested positive uh, to COVID-19 was at that game. That's now been confirmed and you need to go and get tested ASAP. Go and check your ticket. Even if you don't think you're at that part of the ground, just go and check your ticket. Go and check your check-ins because you might have wandered up uh, and gone into another area just to get a drink. If that uh, canteen was – do we say canteen? Tuck shop? <laughs> it's not school, I know. But uh, So if you maybe went up an aisle or here, you might have gone to a different area just to – there might have been less of a queue at that bar or, or something. So check your ticket. Double-check your check-ins. You can do that uh, on the app, I believe. So um, that is an update that's just coming to hand DHHS also asking anyone else who attended the game uh, and were seated outside. I'm just uh, t- reading this as uh, Aaron's typing it. This is how immediate this is. Uh, so the DHHS are also asking anyone else who attended the game and were seated outside of the areas listed uh, to monitor for symptoms. So uh, that's just coming to hand as we go to air. So 
the state of play so far, Sam Edmund uh, had this to report from a sporting point of view earlier on this afternoon. Busy news day, things changing very quickly. I'll bring you the latest. The AFL has just told its Victorian-based uh, clubs that it will be put in lockdown for the next seven days. So only four reasons to leave the home for players. That's obviously goods and services. We know the drill by now, unfortunately. Care and compassionate reasons, exercise and other essential reasons such as, you know, petrol station, post offices, vets, etc. So they can only have visitors as well that pertain to emergency care, compassionate or welfare reason so all victorian based clubs Dwayne, have been put into lockdown for the next week by the afl and that extends to no vfl afl crossover in terms of their programs as well sam edmund uh, chief sports reporter was working double overtime today um he was juggling all kinds of updates and news did a cracking job as he always does uh, and keeping us up to speed with things coming in uh just just about every moment of the day today he had something coming across his desk so uh, we are indebted to the work that he did today. Um, so Essendon and Hawthorne Carlton will leave Melbourne early for their interstate matches this weekend. They will get tested on arrival and will need to wait until they get a negative result before they can uh, um, go about their business. So the MCG COVID scare that we heard uh, a little earlier today, um, Port Adelaide players and staff who were at the MCG on Sunday have undergone COVID-19 tests after they shared a commercial flight home with fans that were believed to have been located in the exposed Zone 4 between bays M1 and M16 on Level 1 of the Great Southern Stand. So a deep clean of the zone has been undertaken. But if you're just hearing this for the first time, there was an exposed... So the MCG has been listed as an exposure site uh, zone 4 between Bays M1 and M16 on Level 1 of the Great Southern Stand. If you're just hearing that for the first time, again, go and check your ticket. Go and follow through your check-ins and where you were on the day. And if you need to go and uh, isolate and get tested, uh, please do so as we're trying to make sure that we uh, don't have any further restrictions placed on us. So um, just repeating again, Marvel Stadium, if you're just tuning in, anyone who was there Sunday, Essendon v North Melbourne, Level 1, aisles 5 and 28. So anyone sitting in between aisles 5 and 28 or level 3 in between aisles 6 and 29 must get tested, must stay isolated until you've received that negative result. So this has had an impact on multiple sports. We'll start with AFL. Paul Marsh from the AFL PA spoke to Dwayne Russell today and had this to say about the players We've met with all the players um, sort of over the early part of the season and for some teams in the pre-season. And we've, we've had these conversations. And look, the players, by and large, are prepared to be flexible to keep working through whatever challenges are thrown up. So that was Paul Marsh. Uh, Jacob Wiedering uh, spoke to Jared Waitley as he was getting set to leave. I'll be packing for longer than Sunday, just to be, uh, just to be sure. Um, we, we, I mean, the AFL's been terrific and... Understanding, we've we've been through this all of last year, so um, processes uh, processes have been put in place for us to uh, to get up there safely, um, play the game, and then get back home. So they've given us assurances that we will be home. So Jacob Weedering with Jerry Waitley today, sen.com.au to hear these chats in full and check out the podcast. So Adelaide, South Australia has actually shut its borders tonight with Victoria. That won't affect anything from a football point of view because it's Fremantle taking on. Port Adelaide over there in the last game of round 11. Carlton plays Sydney uh, on Sunday. Uh, 
So that was Jacob Wiedering there a little earlier. Paddy Dangerfield, the president of the AFLPA, and of course uh, injured uh, Geelong star, also spoke with Jared Waitley today about the player response to what was happening. Our next four days looks like we train tomorrow, and then we prepare to play Saturday. And whether that's in front of crowds or not, whether that's the MCG or another location, you know, you treat every day on its merit, and we got good at that last season. Um, so it just sort of jogs the memory and it goes back to that sort of situation and scenario. Clearly we've seen and seen overseas that in, in different places is it can go from zero to a hundred thousand bloody quickly. Um, you know, you may only have to look at um, Taiwan and a few other uh, countries around the world that had seemed to be all over COVID and then just enormous spike. So you never say never. Um, at the moment, you know, things seem okay, but at the same time as players, we've got a commitment that we're, you know, we'll do what needs to be done. So that was Paddy Dangerfield, full chat, sen.com.au. Uh, I'll play a little bit of what he had to say about Lockie Plowman's suspension when we get to that part of proceedings, but just to continue to update you on the response so far and what we know about the COVID situation and how it's uh, affecting sport uh, James Molino, the Deputy Premier, spoke about the potential for crowds this weekend. As far as I know, we still don't have a definitive uh, a definitive answer on crowds this weekend. Aaron, we don't have a definitive... Aaron's just uh, left me for the moment there. This is what James Molino had to say about crowds so far. He spoke earlier today. AFL football uh, going ahead with crowds, subject to masks and other changes, but there's been great engagement uh, between uh, the, the league, uh, between our stadia and our public health team. Uh, but this is just like the settings that we announced yesterday that were put in place last night. Uh, this is subject to how we go over the next 24 hours. Uh, we've got a critical period in front of us, um, but right now, um, engagement between the AFL and public health um, games with crowds subject to um, some restrictions. Uh, so James Molino, so meetings taking place, we understand possibly even right now about what the options, well, we know what the options are, but what will be the final decision on crowds this weekend? So will it be 50% with the roof closed at Marvel, 85% with the roof open? We're unsure at this stage. Now, off the text in capital, someone's written Richmond, Adelaide. So Richmond and Adelaide play at the MCG. So Adelaide can still come here. I suppose what we need to find out now is what happens to Adelaide after that game has finished. So they may end up taking uh, an extra bag uh, or a bigger bag given what might be happening for them. So that's another wait and see. So this will have maybe possibly an effect on Adelaide, the Adelaide Crows. Uh, if they come to Melbourne, obviously, uh, off the text, ease up on the scare tactics. The South Australian border isn't closed to Victorians. It's closed to Metro Melbourne. Don't try to make a bigger story out of that announcement. Well, I apologise wholeheartedly if that's how you've received that, Damien, with an A. Um, I should have I obviously misspoke there. Close to Metro Australians. And we'll double-check the wording just to be certain. So a lot of this stuff we're getting coming to hand at the moment, just trying to update you as best we can. Certainly not trying to scaremonger anybody, but if you've taken it that way, then I wholeheartedly apologise. And thank you so much for your text message. Uh, 0433981116 off the temper text. Uh, temper, a mattress like no other. So it is Greater Melbourne that has been banned from entering South Australia as of 6pm tonight. Apologies again if that wasn't as crystal clear as it needed to be. Um, so the impact on other sports as well, we'll get to in just a moment. But Gary Pert uh, spoke to SEN today as well um, for the Melbourne Footy Club, spoke to Jared Waitley about uh, learning of the, the five new COVID cases and his response. 
sends a shudder through everyone and I would love to have heard that, uh, you know, there's no new cases and it feels like it's contained. Um, But right at the moment, it does feel like we're going to get two or three more announcements like that. And and again, we're just going to have to be set to be able to cater for whatever the state government comes up with and, and just move as the day unfolds on that. So that's that's disappointing news. Gary Pert today. So Josh Marnie also jumped on from the Essendon Footy Club, uh, spoke to Gary and Tim this morning about uh, how they were responding uh, to what they needed to do. Got a call at uh, 8 o'clock last night to say, um, you know, all of a sudden our plans that we're going to travel on Friday have been changed and we're, we're travelling this morning at 10.45 and, and going to Perth. So just following the advice of the AFL and the WA government. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a quick ring around to the players and staff and, yeah, we'll be on the flight in a few hours' time. Originally, we were going to get tested this morning in Melbourne. Uh, we're not doing that anymore. We will just um, travel, and then when we land, we'll get tested. So today, we'll isolate um, and wait for our test results, post and then uh, post today, uh, we'll then go into our normal preparation for our game uh, against the Eagles on Saturday. Once those tests come back negative, uh, we will be able to move around. So, yeah, our preparation for the game, you know, today is a day off for the players uh, anyway, and then our preparation was our main training will be Thursday, so it'll be the same, but um, just a different venue. And I think that's what's been great about AFL clubs is everyone's been very accommodating during this period of time. So I'm sure we'll uh, ring around and try and get some good venues to, to train on. Fortunately, we'd had our, our first match committee was yesterday. So we picked a squad of 29 and we're taking all those players across because, as you said, they've got a couple of guys that are a bit sore from the weekend still, um, a couple of guys coming back from injury. So we just want to give ourselves as many options as we can. And if we have to fly some guys back to play VFL, um, we'd rather do it that way than trying to get them over later on. So Josh Marnie from the Essendon Footy Club uh, responding to the situation this morning. So this is something the AFL do really well. Uh, and they did it brilliantly last year, the way they were able to move with what was happening to make decisive decisions to keep the game, uh, I suppose, mobile. They, they did a fantastic job last year in clearly showing uh, how good they are in these situations again at the minute. Now, Tom Morris from Fox Sports is reporting uh, that Hawthorne's game against Gold Coast in Darwin this Saturday has been postponed. So both teams will have a bye in round 11. That's according to Tom Morris. So we don't have an official statement from the AFL yet. I'm sure that would be coming. I don't think Tom Morris would go with that unless he was uh, 1,000% sure that that was a situation. So this is all how we're seeing it at the moment. This is the situation that um, there, there is a change is occurring by the moment. So no Hawthorne and Gold Coast game this Saturday in Darwin. So, which is obviously sad, not only from a playing point of view, but it was one of the real highlights of last year, wasn't it? The, that Sir Doug Nichols ran games were played in Darwin to the joy of uh, the Darwin locals. It was one of the really beautiful scenes of last year. And uh, I think obviously it's now going to be a feature of Sir Doug Nichols ran to be playing games in Darwin. So that won't happen this Saturday with Gold Coast and Hawthorne set to have a bye in round 11. So there will be fixture shufflings that will go on with that and where they were scheduled to have their bye will now change. Um, This is all just coming to hand at the moment. We're doing our best to bring you up to speed on it as we go. Uh, So 1300 736 736 is the number. So for other sports as well, NRL, Melbourne Storm didn't come back from Queensland last week. They were playing the Broncos anyway, so it's actually worked out for, for them. We will um, speak to assistant coach Ryan Hinchcliffe after 7.30 this evening. From an NBL point of view, Melbourne United's game against Cairns 
Taipans that was scheduled to be Monday uh, has been moved. So just make sure you check out uh, the Melbourne United website or mbl.com.au to get the latest on that. But if you were planning to go uh, to Melbourne United's game uh, against Cairns Taipans, that game has been changed. So Saturday's scheduled game between South East Melbourne Phoenix and Cairns that was to be played at John Kane Arena. That's also been moved to Friday night and will now be played at the Cairns Pop-Up Arena. We told you last night that South East Melbourne Phoenix were being moved out of Melbourne, uh, and that's the reason for that. And so Monday's game between Melbourne United and Cairns, that will also now be played at Cairns Pop-Up Arena. So there was a statement released by the NBL about that today. Um, Also, the Vixens uh, in the Super Netball, this is uh, affecting them as well. They released uh, a statement today saying that the Vixens will travel to Queensland today ahead of their round five clash against the Queensland Firebirds. They were scheduled to fly out Friday, uh, but we but they flew out today. Uh, the Collingwood Magpies travel to Sydney on Saturday as planned uh, for their Indigenous round match against the New South Wales Swifts at Candit Rosewell Arena on Sunday. So this is the moving feast that is sport at the moment as uh, we comment on things from a sport point of view. Obviously, there's much larger and, and more important ramifications from a whole of life point of view, but from a sport point of view, this is the impact that the situation in Melbourne with 15 positive cases at the moment, all linked to that Northern cluster. This is the effect that it's having. And we'll keep trying to just bring you up the speed on it. one 736 the number. There's also been a fair bit of response today to the Nick Holman decision uh, at the tribunal with his two-match ban being overturned. Paddy Dangerfield's spoken about it today. Jacob Wietering has spoken. We've got news on uh, and response from Friday nights being moved back uh, to an earlier time slot. And Sam Edmund had news about an AFL crackdown that's set to unfold as well. Tom Lynch is a big story today. I'll update you on that in just a moment. And Carlton appealing Lockie Plowman's two-match ban. There is a heap going on. And that's what we'll do to our best to keep you <laughs> abreast of it. On time on, you're saying the news of the day. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 sen uh, it's a busy day today, certainly, with the sporting landscape, like every landscape, changing uh, as more information comes to hand, as decisions are handed down in the response to the 15 positive cases currently all linked to the northern suburbs cluster. So we're moving with those times at the moment, and news has been coming through this evening on a couple of fronts. One of those is that a positive case, one of those 15, attended Sunday's SNV North Melbourne match at Marvel Stadium. So anybody sitting in level one between aisles five and 28 or level three in between aisles six and 29 must get tested, stay isolated until you've received a negative result. Anyone who is at Marvel is being warned to monitor for symptoms. And if you experience any, even in the slightest, please do go and get tested. Tom Morris has got a story up on Fox Sports at the moment that both Gold Coast and Hawthorne have been notified by the AFL that their match on Saturday will not proceed. They'll both have a bye um, that what they were set to have in round 12. They'll now have that in round 11. So their game will be uh, postponed until later in the season. So Northern Territory are going to soon announce border restrictions, which would have made it uh, too difficult for Hawthorne to get there. They weren't able to get out of Victoria uh, as of right now uh, on Wednesday. So that's a story breaking uh, on Fox Sports from Tommy Morris. In regards to Richmond Adelaide at the MCG this weekend on Sunday, uh, actually, let me just double check that to make sure I've got that right. I'm, I'm, yep, I've got that right. So Richmond and Adelaide at the MCG on Sunday, 
the Adelaide Advertiser reporting that Adelaide will need special permission to fly to and from Melbourne to play its clash uh, against Richmond. So South Australia has closed its borders to to Greater Melbourne from 6pm tonight. And the Crows, who had been preparing to go to the game as scheduled, now have to convince the government and health authorities to provide them with an exemption to travel to Melbourne and back for the game. So South Australia's Chief Health Officer is quoted in this article on the Adelaide Advertiser. Uh, that's Nicholas Spurrier has said any exemptions sought by the Crows would be assessed. He said they need to provide information to our exemption team and we can do a workaround. We would have to do a look at the individual circumstances and the risks at the time. Um, Tom Duday, who actually uh, was announced today, has re-signed for a couple of years. He said that while he wanted to play Richmond on Sunday, his immediate concern was for his family and his friends back in his hometown of Melbourne. He said it's a scary time as a footy club. Obviously, footy's a big thing and we want to play against Richmond, whether that be at the G or here. But I think the bigger issue is working out who's going, what's going on with that cluster and what's going on with COVID. And then footy will step up after that. Uh, he said the normal routine would be to fly in on a Saturday, play on Sunday, then come home. That's what we're preparing for at the moment. Uh, so they're preparing as normal until they hear differently. So uh, just an ever-changing landscape at the moment. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. your say on the news of the day. A couple coming in off the text. Uh, Richmond play in Adelaide, question mark? No. Um, I don't know if you're asking me, will that happen? At the moment, they're still scheduled to play in Melbourne on Sunday until we get a, a word whether they'll get that special exemption from the South Australian government. Another one off the text, are we going into lockdown? I don't have that information and we don't have any news that we are going into lockdown. What we do know is that they're considering a few different possibilities uh, given where, given what they're finding out on an hourly basis or moment-to-moment basis um, about some of the exposure sites and how the people who have tested positive have been moving around. So it may happen, but we don't have any word that it will happen. Uh, and once we know specifically, we will let you know straight away. Uh, off the text, anything specific, RE Saints v Kangas on Saturday or just waiting for advice in the next 24 hours? Thanks, Jason Donvale. Jace, as far as we know, that game goes ahead. What we are waiting to find out, and we believe there's meetings going on at the moment, uh, is how many people will be able to attend, if any, will be able to attend. Again, once we know, you will no, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Couple other things making news today. Uh, Richmond's Tom Lynch is going to have an arthroscope on his knee. Um, going to sideline him, sideline him for the medium term, from what we understand. Carlton are set to appeal Lockie Plowman's two-match ban, despite being ruled out with a knee issue this week. They uh, weren't happy with how things went at the tribunal last night, and they certainly weren't happy with some of the classifications around it being graded as a bump, and also to the conjecture around what did and what didn't constitute a marking contest. So um, Sam Edmonds has been keeping everyone up to date on that throughout the course of the day as well. I'll, I'll grab you some audio of that uh, momentarily. Uh, off uh, just one off a call, just one on the phone, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Michael's in Williamstown. G'day, Michael. Good morning, Sam. I'm good, hey, thank hey, you. I've, um, I've just got off a plane and I'm driving home and I've heard all this. I knew there was some stuff happening when I went into state yesterday, but um, I'm a doggy supporter, so what's the status of that game and crowds and ticketing, etc.? Do you have any updates? No, uh, we don't. Uh, we don't. Tickets, as what I understand, are not on sale yet. Well, hang on, let me just get it up. Let me just get, let me just double check on this again. 
Hang on, just bear with me. My producer's just going to let me know what we know. Ticket sales are postponed. Yep. Paused, I should say. Ticket sales are paused. Uh, and then a decision will be coming, we're expecting tonight or tomorrow morning, about crowds. So once they know crowds, then they can, then they can establish ticket sales. Cool. Thank you. No worries, Michael. I hope that helps. It does. Thanks, Wayne. No Thank worries. You. Thank you. Uh, 1300 736 736. Uh, so at the moment, as I said, the moment we know, the moment you will know as well. So ticketing paused at the moment until we know the crowds and then tickets will go on sale once we know how many people are able to attend uh, and how that will look uh, on the night. Um, so the announcement that Sam Edmund made uh, yesterday, I believe it was, that the Friday night games are going to be pushed back by half an hour to an earlier start time is a really interesting story, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. I think it's a great idea. Uh, this was what Gary Lyon had to say about Friday night footy back in March. Yeah. That 7.50 game is just... It's later. Errant nonsense. It is. It's as, it's draconian. What about the people? Start a game at 10 to 8. Tim, 7.50... Is oh, it's it's just in the dark ages a ten to eight start for a game of football. The dark ages, and you and your boss should bang the desk and say, "No, nah, we're starting this at ten past seven. Gary Lyon. So maybe that maybe Gary uh, can claim another victory here. Um, this was what scheduling boss Marcus King had to say earlier this year on the eighth of April about why they start at seven fifty on a Friday night. It's a good question, and I, I heard some of your, your callers' points, and and you know I think there's differing views here. You know I think to, to some some people we, we recognise that 7:50 is a bit bit later than ideal. You know for others 7:50 does help them get to the game, and that that might be people coming from country areas or even people who might be in the city that want to do you know have dinner after work before they go to the game. So. Um, we recognise it doesn't, you know, time slots don't necessarily suit everyone, but we, we think overall it, it, the 7.50 is a, is a good time slot um, for most fans. It's also one that's well supported by broadcast, and we see that with really, uh, really strong ratings in that slot. So that's AFL scheduling boss Marcus King back in April about why that starts at 7.50. So there was a poll that went up on SEN Breakfast Twitter back in March, 75% of the 2,826 votes said they wanted an earlier start time to Friday night. So um, People Power gets another win. Uh, well done to the AFL for listening to that People Power, and that's the result that we are going to get. Uh, Rowan's in Bacchus Marsh. G'day, Rowan. Yeah, I was just going to talk real quickly about what they should do on the weekend. You know, it just seems to me like if they don't just scrap the crowd it might turn into something that the AFL will have to pay for in the long run. You know, I just think they should just scrap the crowds for the week and just not have to pay the bucks later. Because if we get, if we see 300 cases Friday morning and they still want to go ahead with ticketing, there's going to be a problem. It's going to, it's going to turn into something bigger. And I don't think anyone or anyone in Melbourne wants that. You know what, and AFL, it's not the be all and end all. There are still loved ones that, that come first. You know, they're supporting each other's family. And, you know, not every single Melbourneian uh, loves AFL. I, I love AFL. Yeah, Rowan, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I think we're all in agreement, Rowan. We know that, that we all understand the place that sport plays in the world. We're a sports station, so it, it, it 
dominates the airwaves here, but we understand that there is much greater concerns and much more important concerns than just AFL. This isn't an AFL decision on crowds. It's the state government will make the decision and then advise the AFL of what they can and can't do. From what we understand, they've presented options to the AFL and now decisions are being made uh, in regards to the options that they've been presented by the state government. So um, the, the things that the AFL are doing at the moment are based on what they are told to do by the state government and the health advice that they're all given. And the AFL did a marvellous job, an amazing job, a job that we need to be very mindful of and conscious of in the way that the game was saved last year from a, from a financial point of view, but just to keep the game alive last year uh, in the COVID situation that we faced then. So they are very, very good at, at making sure that the right decisions are made in this space uh, when it comes to COVID. And they know full well that there are far more important things than just footy. So it will the decisions that will be made are always in the best interest of the greater good uh, and, and public health and then for the, for the good of the game uh, after that. But I thank you for the call. Hey, let's get a little bit of response after this. Um, Paddy Dangerfield, Jacob Wietering, several other people have spoken today in regards to the Nick Holman situation last night, the decision that was made to overturn that two-game ban. Uh, also, Lockie Plowman. His two-game suspension was upheld. Uh, Carlton will challenge that, and I'll give you the details on how that will work on the other side of this. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Hey, Doggies fans, you've got another debutante starting uh, this weekend. The fifth debutante for the Dogs this year, Riley Garcia, pick 62, 2019 draft. He did his ACL at the State Carnival, where he was averaging 20 touches a game, if you don't mind. Um, he was still taken in the draft by the dogs who showed a tremendous amount of faith in him. He's had injury setback after injury setback. I'll play the announcement when he found out that he was going to make his debut after this as well. Time on your say on the news of the day. Yes, he Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Yeah, it, it's tough. Like my, my, I always come back to just how hard the game is to play in the in the split second. It's easy to review these things um, in slow motion and talk about what the player should have done. This is a high speed game um, where you know you're trying to do your best for the team, put pressure on opponents to win the ball, all these sorts of things. And we we ask a lot of our players at times. Um, yeah, I find that one. That's like you said. It's it's right on the right on the cusp. It's a really difficult one, and yeah, I feel for for Lockie in that situation as much as I feel for the Jager and the, the player that's on the receiving end of it. Um, but we understand as players, it's a, it's a contact game, and it's a it's a difficult game, and there's decisions, split second decisions that have to be made, and most of the time you're trying to. Um, impact where you can for the betterment of your team. These sort of situations are always going to be hard, especially when there's head-high contact. And at the end of the day, we want uh, the, the welfare of the player that was injured to be um, the utmost importance. And um, that's the way they've gone with it. If you do look at the vision, Plough is clenching a fist. And naturally, you do want to protect yourself. And he's done that. So for, for me, going into that situation, I probably would have done the exact same thing. It, it's such a tough decision to make. It, it's a split-second decision. He was going pretty fast at the contest and 
and at the end of the day, someone was injured doing it. And uh, with, with the rules that have been put in place, that that warrants uh, suspension for now. So that was Paddy Dangerfield and Jacob Wiedering uh, giving their view on the uh, Lockie Plowman suspension last night. And Sam Edmund today uh, gave the details on the Blues challenging uh, that ban being upheld uh, at the tribunal last night. I uh, made some calls on this this morning. They were really leaning towards it. They think that they've got some avenues to appeal there. I, I would assume under the error of law um, criteria that exists under the tribunal guidelines there, and it all centred on whether it was a marking contest or not. And uh, the tribunal chairman last night, Ross Howe, instructed his panel members to only make their decision on the basis that it was not a marking contest. Now, that irritated and angered the Blues, who certainly were keen to argue that it was a marking contest. So that's what it centres on, Dwayne. And uh, if they do appeal, that will be uh, the absolute focus of it. So that was earlier today. Uh, Sam Edmund, Chief Sports Reporter for SEN. Since then, Carlton have confirmed that they will launch a bid to have Lockie Plowman's two-match suspension at the AFL Appeals Board overturned. Um, the initial challenge wasn't successful last night. Uh, so as we know, cited for rough conduct following that incident with Jaeger O'Meara. Tribunal upheld it last night after a two-hour hearing. The tribunal concluded that Plowman executed a bump. Uh, and that's part of the major bone of contention for Carlton, who believe it was in a marking contest. Um, subsequently, uh, that gets confirmed, the two matches. So he will miss Sydney and West Coast. He was going to miss this weekend anyway uh, with a, a bit of a knee complaint. So clubs are only able to appeal AFL tribunal decisions if an error of law has occurred, which is what Carlton believe has. The decision of the tribunal is so unreasonable that no tribunal acting reasonably could have come to that decision having regard to the evidence before it. The classification of the offence by the tribunal was manifestly excessive or inadequate or the sanction imposed by the tribunal was manifestly excessive or inadequate. So Lockie Plowman didn't go to New South Wales. Um, they're still going to challenge that. So Brad Lloyd has said they're still going to go through with the appeal. He said, we feel like it was two courageous players going into a contest and we felt that the way things panned out last night, we just want to seek some clarity for ourselves and for the game in general. He said those contests happen fairly regularly and we thought it was worthy of reviewing the situation. So we'll go to the appeals board whenever the hearing gets put on over the next couple of days. Hopefully, if that's successful, Lockie is available for the next game against West Coast. So they paid 10000 for last night. They risk five thousand. They risk a five thousand dollar fine by taking Plowman's case to the AFL Appeals Board with two and a half of that refundable. Should the defender ultimately be successful in his hearing, so no time and date set. But Carlton uh, have confirmed today that they will challenge the fact that the tribunal upheld that two-match suspension. Uh, and as I said last night, so this is a real change from what we have seen. They're saying that he chose to bump. What we, what I think when I look at that, and I'd love to know what you think when you look at that, is he made a decision to contest the ball, realised that he there was going to be a collision and braced to protect himself. So this is a different kettle of fish, isn't it? Because what we know is that if you elect to bump, you are then responsible for the outcome of that bump. Their belief very strongly is that he was he his decision was to contest a marking contest and he protected himself at the last minute. So that would but that's an even that's a, a different way that we haven't gone down. That's a different path that we haven't gone down just yet. We know and, and, and most of us have been in agreement that if you choose to bump, you're totally responsible for the outcome of that bump. The duty of care is on you. Now if this is upheld, the duty of, there is also a duty of care on you in protecting yourself and that that doesn't hurt someone else. 
So it makes it even more complicated of what you can and can't do on the field. I said last night that that decision, the Nick Holman decision, have, have the potential to change the way that the game is played in a substantial way. Uh, and that, at the moment, with it being upheld as a two-week suspension, it could absolutely ring true. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three. Uh, 98, 11, 16. Uh, another injury, bit of injury news out of the Giants. Uh, GWS, their uh, big ruck recruit, Braden Pruce, could miss the rest of the season after he has torn his pectoral muscle whilst using the bench press in the Giants. Jim, geez, how much steel was he throwing around, big Prucey, that he's torn the pectoral muscle? Uh, he's a big unit, and uh, that's, that's a bit of a blow for the Giants who have been using Shane Mumford to great success, it must be said, um, a bit of a barometer for them is Shane Mumford. We might talk barometers uh, in the sporting capital after seven o'clock, given Reese Matheson's comments during the week. It's been quite a serious day. I just need to update you again because uh, there's a couple of texts coming through about the Marvel Stadium situation. So um, a positive test case, this is just being reported this evening, that a positive case, one of the 15 all linked to the Northern Cluster, a positive case attended... Sunday's Essendon v North Melbourne match at Marvel Stadium. So anybody who was sitting on level one between aisles five and 28 or on level three in between aisles six and 29 must get tested and stay isolated until they have received a negative result. So Shane, who's on the road, stay right there. I'll come back to you on the other side of this. You can have your say on the news of the day or text us anytime on the temper text machine. Temper a mattress like no other, 0433 98 11 16. Listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Yeah, I do. Um, the players, you know, I think they've found it difficult with the rotations being reduced to 75. I think further um, reductions would be a real issue. Um, and, you know, we've made that point very clearly to the AFL. So, um, yeah, that's a, another point that we'll continue to discuss. But, you know, our view is it should go up, not down. Players Association boss Paul Maher speaking to Dwayne Russell today, sen.com.au, the Dwayne's World podcast, saying that uh, the players uh, absolutely oppose further reductions in uh, injury, uh, in in, uh, interchange rotations. So that cap that was brought down to 75, uh, they don't want it brought down any further and and are actually campaigning for it to be uh, put back up. So that will be a very interesting wait and see on how that uh, conversation takes place at the end of the year because for, it looks like the AFL are keen to drop it down again uh, if we're reading the tea leaves correctly. But uh, that's pretty strong from Paul Marsh to say that the players will not tolerate that. Uh, so that is a watch this space, one for the end of the year. So today, the fallout from what happened with Nick Holman and looking for some clarity gets put to the side, and rightly so, for the immediate concerns of this round of footy. So we know that Hawthorne and Gold Coast has been cancelled. Uh, that game that was supposed to be played this weekend uh, at TIO Stadium in Darwin has been postponed. Both teams will have a bye this week instead of next week. So that game won't go ahead. Northern Territory looks set to impose some border restrictions. Hawthorne weren't able to get out today. So that game will be postponed. Adelaide have to get a special dispensation uh, from the South Australian government to be able to come in to Melbourne and then go back to South Australia. So that's a wait and see on that game. They need permission to be able to do that and are waiting on that at the moment. So the immediate concerns of the round uh, outweighing uh, what was a truly important night at the tribunal last night on a couple of fronts, mainly the Nick Holman situation, but the Lockie Plowman uh, ban as well, which Shane on the Road wants to talk about. Carlton have said that they will challenge 
that ban again and look to get it overturned at the AFL Appeals Board this week. Shane, your thoughts? Yeah, Sam, a bit confused. So now what we're saying is we're happy for Lockie Plowman to go at the ball and injure himself and O'Meara. And if we have two players knocked out, that's fine. But if a player does the right thing and his intent was to protect, we penalise. I think never before have those in charge of the game who put forward the rules of the game been more out of touch with the actual soul of the game. We've got to stop judging things on outcome and what the intent mm. was. It's a contact sport. Lockie Plowman tried to do the right thing. It was unfortunate. If you want to slap him a fine for being careless, fair enough. But two weeks for trying to do the right thing is absolutely absurd. And the Nick Holman thing is the same thing. It shouldn't have even got to where it's got because we judge everything on an outcome and not what the player's intent was. And we've lost all feel for the game. Yeah, I, I tend to agree, Shane, that you can't... There's no questioning his intent was to make a play at the ball and to contest a marking contest. Uh, he, he came off his man to attack the ball. He said that... Jager O'Meara came into his vision late. He continued. Now, if he tries to stop and put the handbrake on, we don't know that he would have got away unscathed or that Jager O'Meara would have got away uh, unscathed if, if they had the time to actually stop. He might have thrown a leg out to try and stop. He might have done his knee. There could have been a number of things that happened. If he puts his arm out to make a, a, a spoil, he's definitely – well, I don't know definitely. I don't know that for sure. But he runs a really high risk of doing his own shoulder – so we've, I spoke about it last night in terms of AFLW. We spoke about some of the players in AFLW that hadn't played for as long as others still hadn't taught themselves how to brace for contact. So what we're essentially saying to players now that if you go full bore to go towards the ball, you realise that you're going to be in a collision, you need to leave yourself prone and exposed because if you brace yep. to protect yourself and someone else gets hurt, then bad luck, you're done. So you'll just need to leave yourself open and vulnerable so if you get knocked out and they get knocked out, then at least you both got knocked out. I mean, that might sound alarmist, but that's how I'm reading it. I'm exactly the same. I think we're starting to say uh, to players, we want to make the head and all head-high contact eliminate it. But when someone tries to do the right thing, we go, no, no, you can't do that. So we're happy to players to knock each other out. With We give them a pat on the back for being brave, but we're not actually protecting them. We have to encourage players to protect themselves. And if they protect themselves more times than not, they're going to protect the other player anyway. Yeah, I don't think there's many players now that wish ill will on, on another player. Um, but it is a concern now that, and as I say, that will, and if that's upheld, that will potentially change the way that the game has played as well. I am all for the head being absolutely sacrosanct. Absolutely. Any non-football action, I think, such as, you know, even the bump, which... Only be, the bump, as I said last night, that was a shepherd. Originally, that was a block, a shepherd to stop someone from getting to the person to help protect the ball carrier. There was, it, as it as the game evolved, it became a weapon. It became an assault on someone where you look to take them out. Uh, we don't want that anymore. That's not what the game's all about. Either is the sling tackle, either is the driving tackle. Um, but two players just going at the football, like Taron Thomas the other week. Sometimes there will be consequences of that that are unfortunate and we, we don't like to see someone knocked out, but sometimes in a contact sport, those things are going to happen. Um, there was no malicious intent at all from Lockie Plowman. He wasn't going the player. He was going the ball. Um, so this is a, it is a watershed moment um, for the way in which the game is played. I've got no doubt about that. Uh, it will be pushed to the side for the moment, though, given the greater concerns for the round itself. Um, but it is a big moment in the way that the game will be played. And people are seeing it differently. I certainly understand that and respect all people's opinions. Got to get to a break and come back. Uh, Joe, stay right there or come to you on the other side. Sporting Capital next.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.